This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Ding, ding, ding. Here we go. Enter the ring. You guys ready? Let's get ready to podcast. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by Elvish, Dwarfish, Entish, and all other tongues of Middle Earth. Stand up, the new man. Tolkine. It's keen, sir. What? It's pronounced Tolkien, sir, not Tolkien. <laughs> Sit down. Last night in the quad. Oh, you were there. I had a language I was unfamiliar with. I was very drunk. It's, it was utter nonsense. A language I invented for the fairies. Oh, I thought perhaps I had some uh, Finnish. Yes, I stole a good deal. Not stole. No. Languages never steal. Influence. Tell me a story. In any language you want. Don't be ridiculous. The legend of Celador. Celador. It's a place. It's a place. It, and... An ancient place, impossible to reach except by the most treacherous climb. It hangs... No. No. It's not a climb, it's not a climb. It's not a door. Board road, road, path, it's path. Path through a dense, dark forest. Oh, is it now? And at the heart of Celador, which is actually a shrine, there stands an extraordinary sight. <sighs> 
Is it a proud and opinionated princess? It is a place which is revered by all who know of it, a sacred place marked at its center by... I... By trees. Hello, friends, and welcome to an Unexpected Podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, in a little village called Amanda. Yeah, Amanda. As we've got a special episode today. Why don't you tell them what we're doing? Yeah, uh, we got a special episode. We um, today we are diving um, into a little, uh, you know, Tolkien language, the love of Tolkien language. We've got a special guest for you, and uh, it's really exciting. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. A little, a little gift from us to our our beautiful upper family. We're paying it up, you know. We're paying it. Normal. <laughs> no, no, I like it. I'm sorry. Normally, Forward. No, normally that's what Lane. That's, you know, okay, cool. I stole your thunder and your... Wow, you know. dude. Well, because it was a lame joke? <laughs> wow. I'm a dad now. I have to do this. Oh, okay, that that's, actually, that's kind of part of the gig. Ask Sean Aston. That was, that was great. Him. That was great. We'll do a little quick counsel. Um, you're going to hear a, a, a voice that is unfamiliar to you, but is very familiar to us. Um, True. And True. That, that voice that you hear is one Jimmy Nichols. Let's go ahead and hear it in the in the audience. Oh man, I can. Oh, oh yeah, there he is. Yeah, this is the special voice, <laughs> Jimmy Nichols, in from Boston, Massachusetts. We'll tell you a little more about him in a minute, but uh, let's just do a little quick counsel. Uh, Jim, you got to the beautiful state of Ohio last night at about seven o'clock. Made record time. Tell us about your your travels to the from the East Coast, yeah, to the Midwest. That's certainly what it was. If I were to say it was eventful, I'd be lying to you. <laughs> it's not an eventful drive. Yeah. But um, enjoyable. I listened to a lot of podcasts, actually. I did no music this time. Really? That is. And that's, that's it was, shocking. It was musicless. This, I listened this is the to, guy who's always, he's recording himself singing and going, hey, what do you think of this song idea? Correct. I've got hundreds of sound clips. <laughs> They don't go anywhere. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I've started to do something recently, but your listeners don't care about that. But I, I, I mean, they might. That uppers is something. Might. Uppers are a very, they're the, the most supportive this... community in the world. So yeah. Look, that's true. But they and we are making an there. album, right? We are. We will need your help <laughs> for that. From all the side riffs. And there's also a, a rap yeah. album coming out uh, with Brodo Swaggins. <laughs> that's me. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll do some tracks later. I'll, I'll tell you. It's a whole thing. That's another so. alias. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, on the wrong side of the river, man. You know? I agree. Wrong side of the river. Speaking of rivers. So, yeah, that's the trip. Yeah. Was, um, like I said, uneventful. But you have to think of this drive from, from the Boston area to the village of Amanda. So what are you saying about Pennsylvania? Well, Pennsylvania is just so long. It's longer than people think. Yeah. Long or wide? I'm telling you. Well, <laughs> long, long if you're looking at it. Phrasing. Long, Phrasing, guys. Long if you're looking at it from east to west and you're lying on your stomach. <laughs> No, actually, actually, where to go from there? If, that would actually be tall. Actually, that would <laughs> be yeah, tall. Yeah. But regardless, so, yeah. sizes. Everyone's like, get to the point. You drove. <laughs> it's a. It's the entire. You made good time though, dude. It's a clock. <laughs> Let me explain that. Uh-huh. I tell those people, say it's a clock, and they say, okay, go right. on. Yeah. Whenever you leave in the morning is when you get there at night. It's that kind of. <laughs> it's that kind of trip. So you're like, oh, I want to get there. Oh, okay. I want to get there at dinner time. Hours. So you're like, so you have to you leave, leave at that time, time in the morning. Bre- yeah. yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So at this time, I left at six. Yeah. Stopped for a half hour for a very nostalgic lunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us about that because you brought you brought me and Sarah Goldberry some food. Cor- correct. Yes. Um, so this sub shop. Do a little plug. What's it called? This is uh, well, 
Interesting. I wish I could plug this the way that I want to. Yeah. Bloomsburg Subs. That was the wrong name. That's really embarrassing. Can I start over? <laughs> Berrigan Subs. This is brought to you by Berrigan Subs in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. Um, home of Bloomsburg <laughs> University and the Huskies. <laughs> so actually, that's the place that normally I go to. My, my dad grew up in Bloomsburg mm-hmm. and I, it was a very nostalgic sub shop. Mm-hmm. They're closed on Mondays. Um, as of as of late, as of last year. So there's a place next door, Steph's, and apparently there's this long drama. This a, a disgruntled employee. If you're listening to this, you know who you are. You oh, stole that God. oil, okay? We know that you did it. It's the exact same sub. This is the same sub. I'm telling you, dude. It cracks me up because like the the, the thing I love about these subs, and before, you talked them up for years before I ever had them. Yeah. It's just a cold um, cut, but it's It not. is the most simple sub <laughs> in the world. It's not like there's any razzle-dazzle. So to oh. think of someone going, oh, yeah, I'm out, guys. And just so you know, I stole the secret. I, it's like there is no secret. There is no secret. No. It's simple. It's The, the, the beauty is in the simplicity. <laughs> the people working there are like, yeah, that's cool, man. That's Did great. you know it was olive oil? <laughs> so have a good one. <laughs> there is no secret. <laughs> there is no secret sauce. So, um, yeah. So anyways, went there, got the subs, and... Yeah. Uh, it was great, but I was next door at this other place that had the stolen recipe. Same exact sub. The yeah. bread was a little bit less. The bread was less formidable. It wasn't squishy. It wasn't soggy, but it didn't have that sort of almost like the Jimmy John's roll. You know, the French yep, roll. The French roll. That's normally what it's like, but yeah. it wasn't that. Picked up the subs and we keep going so I don't spend the whole time on the trip. And then that was it. Here's the depressing part. The fact that I thought that Boston to, to Bloomsburg was the brunt of the trip. No, no. That was That's the like short, a short part. jog. Yeah, that was the five forty. Took me five hours forty minutes. Is Bloomsburg in the? Is it central Pennsylvania? So or is it more eastern. So Sarah asked me this, and I had zero so I idea. Remember. Really embarrassed. Oh jeez, I can't place and you it just on the map. Drove it, but I do this all the time. I, I can't place it. I can't place it. Oh, if someone said, okay. "Where is it?" I go. Need, uh, it's in the place that you need smells. Loderon, you need Loderon Prime to help you. Yeah. 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 You know. It it, I, like <laughs> I just got a whiffle. I just got a whiffle cut. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. So I picked up the subs, got here, got to the Shire at uh, 7 o'clock. The sun was just absolutely flawless. Apparently, you got out of the car Perfect. and um, just sort of you laid in the grass, or you were tempted to lay in I the grass, I wanted to lay in the grass, right? but I was just doing some deep stretching like I was an octogenarian <laughs> that had just climbed out of his gurney for the first time. Like I, I, don't, know, uh, I, don't, I don't understand either of those words. Do you? Octogenarian? There's just a really interesting, gurney? you know, like I'm getting this really interesting image that started with <laughs> plugging. I'll say that again. It started with plugging, plugging a sub subs. Shop. So yeah, yeah. I, I just want to make that very clear. This is where this all started, and now we have a a full on lawn stretch. I don't know. This is great. I like this. You yeah. know, it's uh, a lot. It was a lot, but that's so. You got here at seven. Yeah, uh, settled down. Great time, dude. I really Twelve did. hours. I did get pulled over. No, Gosh. and you'd think that it's because I was going really fast. Right. Not oh true. God. Okay. It was sure. because I changed roads. I went under an underpass and there was, I couldn't see the signs. I wasn't looking. It's <laughs> probably why I was just sort of driving. <laughs> listening to po- I was just driving. binging podcasts. Right. I don't know where I am, what part of the state I can't place it on a map. Right. Yeah. I'm disoriented, but I came under the bridge and uh, it felt, just felt wrong. Cause I sort of like had to speed out to the other mm-hmm. side. And I'm like, that didn't feel right. Sure enough, about two minutes later, I get lit up from behind. This, you're talking to a guy too. <laughs> I mean, again, you're oh. listening to a guy who once tried to run over a, tr- a down tree in a car. Yeah, that's me. I thought he was story. Thought he was going to ramp it. Yeah, didn't. Apparently, he was lucky to survive it. Everyone, um, don't watch James Bond so, movies. I, 
So we're actually going to get into this kind of one-upping thing in a, in a Patreon episode. I was say, but that's two things um, I've held back on so we've far. Got, we've got so a uh, little plug there. If, if you want to hear some, some crazy tales that these two gentlemen claim to be true and I'm a little skeptical of, uh, we will have a, an episode called One Upping, and it will be available for uh, our patrons on Patreon, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So Jimmy Nichols is in the Shire. Yes. Uh, Ez and I are doing great. Today's episode is special because... Um, we're going to talk language. Um, something really exciting, you heard the clips at the beginning of the, of the episode, is um, the incorporation of this aspect in the Tolkien biopic. Yeah. Um, they, there have been like three or four uh, clips that have been released on their Instagram feed, and they've all revolved around um, the, the power of words, um, uh, uh, Tolkien's love of language, um, his obsession with language, and even um, I love that clip of him as a little boy correcting, yeah, a pronunciation from pronunciation, his professor. Right. So well, he would so, hate, he would hate me, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I just think he would just go. That's actually not how it's pronounced. That's not how like it's pronounced. He, yeah. and, and, and the thing I think that's beautiful about that uh, that clip is like you think, all right, disrespectful little boy, you no, know, no. highbrow. No, he's just he's a teacher in the he's making, born educator. Yep. That's right. Um, so uh, just beautiful. Uh, beautiful stuff. So anyway, with the focus on that, we were like, you know what? We haven't really devoted that much time uh, to like the whole language aspect, mostly because it's way over as an eye's head. Yep. I think a lot of us, uh, unless this is something you study a lot or you teach pretty in depth, um, you don't know much about. Well, that's where Jim Nichols comes in because um, they, they, I'm, I'm going to talk you up a little bit. Is that okay? I would love that. The guy is... Uh, He's a little bit of a freak with 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 language. So he specializes in Spanish. Uh, he teaches Spanish at, at at the high school level in the East Coast. Um, and uh, he, I have been a witness to like three or four times, minimum, maybe closer to five or six, of where he would uh, be in a situation. He'd find a, a Spanish someone speaking Spanish. He'd engage them in conversation, and by it was, by the time it was over. The individual would say, oh, okay, are you from Cuba or are you Guatemalan or are you, you know, wow. from I don't wow. know, any, any number of Spanish speaking countries? And he goes, no, I'm a, I'm a kid from Boston. And they go, oh, you're not, are you, are you Latino? And he would go, no, I'm Irish actually. So, and the, and these people were just blown away. They're like, you speak like a native speaker. So it's just something that he's always been. Yeah. Uh, skilled at and has a passion for. So he, anyway, he's getting his master's degree and he's learning about linguistics and the intricacies of it. And he's and somebody has popped up in his book, yeah. and that somebody is a professor we know as Tolkien. Yeah. And so um, it's kind of actually happening at a pretty organic timing. Uh, you're going through this course right now, um, and I, when you said you're going to come out, he's out here to visit. I'm kind of doing your introduction right now. Sorry. Old time, uh, long time friend. Um, we met in high school. We became really close in college. The three of us were were pals. Um, and uh, so anyway, um, but uh, moved back out to Boston where he's from and uh, came to visit us to see Charlotte and to see Winnie getting bigger and bigger and to just spend some time in the Shire. And so uh, told him we, we wanted to do this that we wanted to talk language and, and pick his brain and be like okay so how hard would this really be put it into hobbit terms for us because that's what we are that's what we're gonna need yeah we, we're we a need couple the, hobbits yeah and um and so it's gonna be really cool i think if you're into language at all or you're fascinated by 
um, you know, just what Tolkien created. This is going to be an awesome episode. Um, I do have a little clip I want to play, and then I'm going to turn it over to Jim. He can tell you a little bit about his background with language, what he does for a living, um, and his personal connection and fascination with, with language in general. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. absolutely. I love you, So that is Professor Tolkien himself reading the poem Namarie. I mean, are we, is, are we listening to Gandalf? So it's, it's pretty amazing to hear, you know, uh, the man himself who created these languages. It's, it's cool to hear the actors and actresses, the sure. um, dialect coaches who've studied Elvish, uh, you know, read and, and, and do their pronunciations. But it's another thing to hear him, the man who knows it intimately and was discovering it along with the rest of the world, really, was his perspective. So to hear that was really kind of cool. Um, I stumbled upon it and I was like, holy cow, we got to play this and, yeah. and get into this because <clears throat> it's amazing. It, it it just gave me chills, and it's yeah, it's otherworldly, reaction. Yeah. as in like middle earth world, right. yeah, I guess, yeah. right? You know, yeah, Gets it's, un- you right un- into un- it. it's unreal. I mean, I'm literally like that. That was Gandalf. Yeah, right. I, I mean, know. that was who that was. Who that was. I, know. I, don't, I don't know. So, so I thought it'd be cool, cool, uh, set the tone there. So Jimmy, why don't you give us a little background on you, dude? Like, uh, what do you do? Um, why do you love language? And uh, talk about like your master's program, and we'll just kind of. Uh, get an introduction of you and then I have another clip I want to play and then we're going to get right into that language. Okay. Fantastic. All right, man. Yeah. First off, I didn't want to get into all this stuff and forget. I just want to do to thank these two guys um, for this opportunity. You know, just being here, I feel it's sort of an odd thing when you get into these kinds of things. Uh, they've had so much success and, and you guys are just such incredible supporters of, uh, of this podcast and why not? But um just uh, happy for the opportunity. So thank you for the introduction I've already been given. Yeah, but, too uh, kind. Honor's ours, brother. Yeah, but with honor that, is ours. With that said, though, Kitos eda pidit minua aneltusa. That was... Um, that's <laughs> I'm getting chills the marie, again. The marie, getting yeah, that's all I know. Kitos eta pidit minua aneltusa. That is actually Finnish. Holy cow. And you can recognize the how similarities similar. are insane. Saying thank you for having me on the show. So maybe there's... <laughs> I'm, I'm, what did you say? Pita? Was it... So it's... Kitos. Kitos. Eta. Eta. Pidit minua. Pidit minua. Anel telusa. Anel telusula. And, and you can hear... Sort wow. of, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, very similar. And even okay. like the, the kind of the cadence of exactly. it. It's very, it, exactly. Exactly. And man, it maybe another reason that the elves are so into song and music or, or maybe... Yeah, because the the language came first, so the characteristics would come afterwards. Sure, that is why you know 
Completely. Uh, they're into it is because their language sounds like singing. Makes me think of old Tom Bombadil too. It does. Yeah, r- it? rhythmic. You know, kind of. Yeah. yeah, it's got like a, uh, a meter. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's something I want to talk about as well. So, yeah. anyways, that was the the sort of the big introduction. But no, I I am a high school Spanish teacher, um, <clears throat> and I'm currently pursuing my master's in applied linguistics from UMass Boston. Let's go Beacons! If you're listening to this, <laughs> UMass. Yeah, it's it's actually really funny. Mascot. It's literally a lighthouse. Beacons? That's what I was going to ask. Like, it's a lighthouse with like a wave, sort of like a wave coming out of it. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's it's what what is the actual mascot like though? Never is it seen a it. Dude dressed as a lighthouse. <laughs> I've never Could seen it. Imagine? That'd be pretty funny. Like a lighthouse comes out, no eyes. Or Maybe anything. you just should become the mascot. Call him Beamy. <laughs> Beamy wave. Beam me up. His name is Scotty. Anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> had to. So pursuing the masters in applied linguistics. And so I was, so what is applied linguistics though? Can you explain that a little bit? Just layman's hobbits terms. Definitely. So applied linguistics is the, the giant overview of linguistics, but not just so, um, the study of language. It's also sort of, okay, we have all this knowledge of words and morphemes and phonetics. And I'll talk about some of that stuff, but it's more so, okay, that's great. How are you going to use that? And so then within the program, people have uh, specialties. So, so is, it kind of like, is it kind of like the science of language in a sense? Totally. It's, cool. it's uh, when I explain this to people, if they ask, well, there's, there was this, actually this meme that I was, I was shown because <laughs> I'm, I'm off social media and I like to tell people that at every <laughs> pass I get it's telling strangers, Do you know, I'm off social media. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even know you. But, um, yeah, because you're not on social media. You're not going to know you. Social media. I, just want, I just wanted to let you know. So, um, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> so it's like, I don't, I don't know who you are. Um, but it's, I tell people sort of my elevator pitch is that it is the study of language from the smallest parts all the way to the biggest parts. Now, that helps, that helps some people. So, oh, okay, small language. But it's still, for some people, they're like, parts? I don't understand what yeah. a part is. And so... Applied linguistics is great. You have this knowledge of language. What are you going to do with it? And that is why I feel like I'm on here tonight mm-hmm. to talk about what he did with it and yeah. sort of how how cosmic it was, what he did. <laughs> and the more I researched it, um, it was sort of funny. I, I thought that I'd pull some notes together. I'll put a, you know, 30 minutes together. And that, that ended up turning into about four or five hours very quickly you, of yeah. research on him. Yeah. Did you find yourself like intrigued by what he did? Like how, cause normally what he did is what cultures do. Correct. Like entire societies, not just single human beings. Right. And that's, that's a perfect segue so that I can just um, talk about this now. You know, we talk about that, like you said, societies or individual people that there, there was a community. I meant to write this date down. Um, so someone could maybe fact check this, but I forget when specifically or in what decade I want to say the late 80s, I know it was a push in the 90s, but I don't know when it started. The language Esperanto came out. Okay. Yeah, you're telling me about this. So Esperanto is a fascinating thing. It's really interesting because I keep seeing different numbers. Like, there are a thousand Esperanto speakers. It's like, okay, small, nice community. There are 20 million Esperanto. (laughs) No one really knows. (laughs) It's really this. There's obviously not 20 million. And I'm not trying to offend you if you're out there. You're probably one of the thousand. That's a number that sounds closer to me. But this Esperanto community is, it is a... It is a completely sort of fabricated language is what we talk about. It's, it's a created language. It's an ex nihilic or nihilic. If you're using the, the Greek vowels from nothing. it is from, it is out of nothing. Exactly. It's from nothing. Um, shout out to Basque. Anyone who knows or speaks Basque. Um, so the Esperanto community was trying to sort of say, let's take this, 
let's take this sort of um, idea of language. And this is what is so fascinating to me. And this is where the passion just starts to just ooze from me, hopefully through the microphone into your ears. We felt it. Is. Not in our ears, but oh, okay. saw it. Just yeah, now. you're just seeing it. Yeah. Is the, fa- <laughs> is the fact that the way he did it was not sort of how it's been done in the past. So Klingon, if there's any Trekkie fans out there. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. Chase Kling- McKinney, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Klingon also being a, a fabricated, created language, man-made. Cre- they're all man-made, <clears throat> but you sort of understand what I mean. Yeah. The fact that they don't come out the, Naturally. the natural way. They yeah. come out in a way where someone's sort of labbing this. You know, they're, they're, yeah, they're yeah. sitting in a lab. Can you give us an example of Klingon real quick? Just a little... Duh. <laughs> well, Klingon, <laughs> so speaking of what you just did right there, very guttural. Yeah. So... <laughs> Right. Sounds, Sorry, like, I was coughing. sounds like you're choking on something. So to everyone <laughs> listening from Berlin, yeah, we're not making fun of you. Oh, whoa. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah, German. Very, very German. Das Kanda. Das yeah. Muschenstein. It's actually fan- it's, it's a fantastic uh, and incredible thing that we don't sound more guttural than we do because uh, we're so Germanic speaking English right now. Huh. But um, anyways, I deviated a little bit. I'm going back to Esperanto. So yes. that, that created yep. language. And so what they did, guys, that was so fascinating to me in juxtaposition um, with him, with Tolkien was this idea that it was sort of like, okay, here are the basic units of language, those small parts I was talking about. You put this and then you put it very cookie cutter, very cookie cutter. So you put this to this to this and this makes this and then you sort of push the meaning. You push what's what we call semantic or pragmatic meaning. So I am thirsty means that, you know, if you speak English, you know that there is a lack of yeah liquid and you know and that means something so the i am thirsty creates something that is how esperanto went about their creation that is entirely different than how elvish and dwarfish and old entish were created they were not created that way they were created the inception of the language the nascent stage we both love that word the nascent stages of this language came out of how it sounded exclusively wow how does it sound what are the vowels doing? How are the vowels rolling around in the mouth? So How do they play playing, against the consonants? So, in a way, very musical. Unbelievably. So, it kind of, kind of like it goes back to the foundation the of the Silmarillion. Of, yeah, it goes yeah. back to the to, 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 to the forming of the world. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I and I opened wow. with that finish. I opened with the thank you for having me on your show. You which, started yeah. with the finish, right? In mind. Oh wow, that's really good. Jackie, put it on a t-shirt. There's Jiminy. <laughs> There's only one language that would have worked for so. We have to dip our cap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I need to Esperanto you right now. It's like, no, it doesn't really work. Um, but the high Elvish, we'll talk about that if we have time, the difference between um, Elvish's, mm-hmm. Elvish yeah. languages, language, language tongues. So the idea is that being based on the Finnish, that has, it is a very sonorant language. And for you say like, oh, I don't think I need to water down any of these terms for simple hobbits or something, but just people that don't know as much about language. Sonorance, Please do though. Like that's, yeah. yes. I don't know. Sonorance is like, is it like uh, sounds? Well, sonorance. Yeah. We get the, we get the root. Like I think of S O N S O N is the prefix for sound. So like Sonos is song. The, right. Yeah. The music company. Um, oh yeah. The, the music. Yeah. Their company, I guess mm-hmm. the product Sony. So exactly. So S O N is the prefix. But what's interesting about it is that it is a, and I'm, I'm deviating. Sorry for you people who aren't totally into this, but that was what we would call actually a bound morpheme, which is very unique. A bound morpheme is when you have a word that needs another part of the word to exist. So you cannot just go around saying sown. 
Oh, you can yeah, actually yeah. you can say son, but it has a different semantic meaning. Right? Yeah, yeah. It would be your child. That's a boy, but oh yeah. So like but, like these roots. Yeah, yeah. But, so, it, but so it's they have to be blocks. put together with something else. Yes, a bound morpheme oh, yeah. needs wow. something else. Yeah. So the word ly. Yeah. You know, making something an adverb. Yeah. Needs it can't just oh, yeah. Lee. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I was Lee in the park. You were what? Briskly running. So you need yeah. the you need that other piece. Yeah. I don't and, know, man. I was Lee in the park <laughs> one time. Back in back in the day, I used to be Lee in the park. All right. I, my name's Lee, and I own this park. Yeah. You get out of my park right now. <laughs> I think leeing is actually the only illegal offense to do in a park. I might be leeing right now. Just getting out. Most people lee without no. their knowledge. <laughs> you don't actively lee. But um, don't lee on your own understanding. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. God. Because only a fool does that. I guess I've been proven wrong. Uh, but regardless, that is a um, that no, is a it, it needs bound the other morpheme. piece, yeah. And then yeah. free morphemes are things like um, stable. So you can take the word stable. It can exist by itself. He is a stable man. He has his wits about him. He's very stable. You're and you can say he's yeah. unstable by adding the prefix. Oh, you're talking about he's <laughs> unstabilized. You can put eyes and make it a noun. So that you can start to uh. throw all these things and make them bigger. Why am I saying all this? Because Finnish has tons of sonorants, and a sonorant uh, okay. is the sound that is produced on the constant flow of air through your mouth. Uh, and this will wow. come from many of it is vowels. Uh. So sonorants are so your a a e i o u is yeah because those are the ones that kind of are or more or they 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 can be drawn out, can't they? They can be drawn out yeah. a ton. What is that yeah. called? The, the different sounds. Some have breath, some don't. Uh, Voiced and Voice and unvoiced. Voiced and unvoiced. Yes, yeah. that's right. So yeah, that's OG stuff, my friend. It is actually. This is fascinating. He does Orton Gillingham. He's a fellow. Oh, Just, yeah. Like, well, not quite a fellow. <laughs> Certified. Well, I, he's my fellow. He's my fellow friend. <laughs> I thought this was a fellowship of the ring. I suppose a fellowship. Why did I say that? Well, I'm obviously I'm a fellow. Okay. Wow. Uh, but no, it, it's fascinating because like, yeah, the, like the, you're talking about morphemes and things like that. It's literally, I would love to hear more about this because my kids ask the question why things, you know, certain things are pronounced or, you know, uh, are found in words or what have you. And I don't always have the answers. We have to go to like etymology.com and different places and try to learn about, you know, the origin of, of that to, to help us understand how it's evolved. That's sad as because all my kids know. And in fact, when it's time, we say, it's morpheme time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Green sure, Ranger. I'm Red sure Ranger. Do. Even linguists don't get excited when you're like, it's morpheme time. You're like, cool, I'm going to step out. For a second. <laughs> <laughs> Call me when the Zord's Exactly. In. Oh, cool. There's no right. test on this. Sorry. So anyways, the long deviation. I deviate. I apologize. But it's, it's sort of that idea of the... Um, very sonorant and about let's call it 10 minutes ago you were saying this and I'm like licking my chops thinking okay I'm going to talk about this the fact that it, everything that you always thought about oh it seems very sing-songy it seems very melodic that was definitely intentional so it then goes back to the semantic meaning and that he wasn't as concerned at the beginning that it went together to push meaning elf okay. to elf okay as funny as that sounds yeah it was more like so for example just on the spot putting a bunch of vowels together like um, you just you take these sort of sonorants and then that becomes oh interesting okay so that sounds awesome what's it going to mean oh my god I see and totally that is different okay, and who's so going to be saying it yeah. and that goes into like the whole when you hear explained um, how he would create the name and then the character and then the meaning happened and then the character developed from the sound which developed from the meaning or I'm sorry, the meaning which developed from the sound. Correct. Like Aon. 
Exactly. And Aomer that having to do with horses and the AO being exactly. the, the being the is that a sauna or a sonnets? It's AO? a it's a sonorant and it's also yeah. a diphthong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you can say that word on this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Watch yourself. Club, watch but, yourself. Uh, I was like, oh boy, huh. it's explicit. I'll go with okay. it. No. <laughs> yeah, put the put the rating I'll on there. The, yeah, the <laughs> um, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry. I no. Didn't, so, and then um, the one thing that I wrote down, which is so funny, there's got to be someone that wants this. The idea that it's not just vowels, the whole, whole, we sort of all know that, but then there's a couple of those, like you, um, the word M, the letter M, that was really embarrassing. The letter M. So it's, mm, mm, there's a lot happening, not only the bilabial vibrations of your two lips, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of air. It's a variant sound, isn't it? Yeah. M is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like a mm-hmm. k- k- is kind of mm-hmm. always... Which I think is really fascinating because I just thought of this right now. Yeah. How much power does this word have? Ready? If I just say it. Mordor. Right. You knew I was, you stole my fire. Wow. You stole my Mordor. Stole my fire. fire. <laughs> well, I thought in the crack and I had to go in. <laughs> get rid of that ring. It's a wonder. Can we get anywhere. Mordor. Mordor. And yeah. Gorgoroth. Right. And, uh, geez, what else? Even even some of the uh, the places that were kind of distorted, like Kirith Kirith Angul, uh-huh. we talked about that one. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. towards the end of the of this uh, fourth book, um, huh. yeah, he, it's a. It, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, right? These uh, these words to represent these evil, they sound menacing. Yes, they do. It's yeah, not they, like the Shire. Yeah. Shire is very soft sounding. It's very oh yeah, sure. Sure, I'll go to the Shire. It's like it's very welcoming and, and soft sounds. I and thought too the uh, easy to say. Yeah. I thought too the um, the connection of the S and H, the sound that that produces. We at least know that in English, which is what he spoke as his mm-hmm. primary language, yeah. we know that that those two consonants connected. I was um, thinking about this: the fact that they are very quieting. When you say that, you are actually commanding someone to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Calm. It's a calm. It's serene. You, you really can't yell at someone saying oh the Shire. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's dude! Unreal. The depth. See. And yeah, like, yeah. I still feel well, calm actually, when you yell so it. I would challenge the I would, R. The R I would was challenge what you just said exactly. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that was a that was actually erotic R. Is what that's called. When See, you, this is. A, I think Jim. I know you're act, you're acting like you're deviating or whatever. Septum. No, it's fantastic. I think people are gonna love this. I uh, yeah. I think the officers I'm, are gonna eat this I'm up. Blown I'm loving away it right now because it, it's. <sighs> It's fascinating to me that like like I was thinking about like uh, s- some of the names in the books you know, like the of, of uh, towns or, or towers or fortresses that have changed because yeah. the Dark Lord has yeah. taken them over and yeah. like 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 uh, Minas Mortal yes right and you talked about how the, how that more menacing sound. Morgul versus uh, Ethel yeah. Ethel is very soft yeah again M- Morgul is M- and when you think about Guh. yeah like when you're talking about like like yeah those those hard yeah. and soft sounds you know and, and yeah that's interesting that. That's a, I mean, it's that crazy and more guttural too, right? Those, those, uh, kind of harsher sounds. Yeah. They come from the back of the mouth. Dude, I was just even thinking, sorry about the whole Shire thing. When I put the emphasis on the R, if you're British, Shire, Shire. in the Shire, it's not Shire, no Shire, Shire. That is this one of the softest, which sounds. is, which is a post rotic R for all my people in Boston listening. Well, get that explicit rating again. I, yeah, erotic. No. I'm going to shut this thing down. Post, <laughs> Jeez. post, this is a clean hy- show. Post friend. hyphen R H O T I C. Everyone's like, there's no way he Googled that. I know I'm paying a lot of money a semester to know things like post rotic. God, I'm married. This stuff does not work <laughs> to pick people up. <laughs> Hi, did you come here with someone? No. Can I tell you about post rotic R's? R. I was yeah, just, just going to go talk to my friend <laughs> over there. 
Gotta leave. Sorry. It's just a thing. Um, oh, okay. Shire. <laughs> She's leaving. <laughs> She's leaving. Oh, this, this is awesome, dude. This is great. Mold. Okay, so um, I have a clip that we can play, and it's just kind of, it's kind of, uh, well, it's from a BBC archival footage. What was it called? In their own words. Uh, it was a, a program from, oh, Lord, it, it probably was the 60s, 1968. And it's cool because it, it had a lot of people talking about Tolkien, and then it was Tolkien talking himself. Um, and so we get to hear him talk a little bit. And he, he is like, um, he talks so much. You can tell where Bilbo's pattern of speech comes from because it's very, there's a lot of, not, not stuttering, but his mind, you can hear in his voice how quickly his mind moved. And it just makes sense. You're like, no wonder he got a lot done. I mean, he, mm-hmm. his mind never stopped and it wasn't like a, it wasn't some sort of um, taxing thing for him. It was something he enjoyed and, and how he thrived in life. So anyway, there's going to be a woman talking and then him uh, talking a little about the the uh, Elvish language and then him actually writing and kind of talking to himself. So it's about a minute and a half clip, but I want you to kind of, this will be like fuel for you to, to play off more as we mm. continue on. Is that okay if we play that? Absolutely, yeah. Right, go for it. I first began seriously to invent languages. About time um, oh, I was 13 or 14, I've never stopped really. Languages have a flavor to me, which I, I never understand people saying, saying for instance, it was awfully dry and dull because a new language to me is, is just like taking a new wine or a new sweet beet or something. What I'm doing now is to try and write in Elvish, which I'm saying my writing is very inferior to the Elv. Their standard greeting when meeting, a star shines upon our meeting. And that stands for Ellen Sila Lumen Omenti Elvo. It's a rather beautiful language, I think. Well, some people, some people seem to sort of take a delight in being able to sort of think in Elvish, which seems a little odd. No, no, no. I want other people. I wouldn't mind other people knowing it and enjoying it, but I didn't really want to uh, make, like some uh, people who have been equally inventive in language have done. Who sort of make cults and have people all speaking it together. No, I don't desire to go and have afternoons talking Elvish to chaps. One thing, because uh, Elvish is too complicated. I've never finished making it. So you heard him say a couple things there. Uh, the first thing is he started when he was thirteen or fourteen. Uh, just kind of playing around with languages, uh, you know, your formative years. He's We spent ours, like, popping pimples and, you know, trying to not stink, and he was making languages. Um, he was doing both of them. Kind those. of amazing. So, Speak uh, for yourself. Just a little, uh, little thread of genius there, I'd say. Um, you, also talked to, you also heard him talking about uh, languages having flavors. Yeah. Um, and then you also saw or heard him. So it, I'll put the link. We'll put the link in sure. somewhere in of this video because it's you should watch comments. the whole documentary. It's amazing. When he's writing that, he goes through and he he says, "Oh, I've made a mistake there, didn't I?" He also said, "I I don't write as well as the elves." Mm. So this was something that, um, much like Peter Jackson when he made the films, he said, "Now look, this really happened, and we are going to be documentary." documentarians who are going in and filming this as it actually happens. We're the luckiest film crew in the world. We get to go on location and, and just capture what's going on. 
in the very in the same vein, Tolkien saw himself as uncovering a language that really existed, right? And and you heard him say at the very end there, he said, you know, I've never I've I've never finished it. It's far too complex a language. You also heard at the beginning the the girl talking about him being a philologist. We've talked about that a little bit before. Um, oh gosh, what's his name? I'm gonna kill myself for not remembering his name. His biographer, oh geez, author of the century, okay. author of the twentieth century. Oh, he's he's amazing. It's I've read it cover to cover. It was way back in middle school, but anyway, he he goes on and on for chapters on end about him being a philologist, and a philologist is one who studies words, right? Not even just language, but like words, um, and and Humphrey, what they mean. Humphrey Carpenter. Humphrey Carpenter. Is it? Is that right? It's one of the. It's typed in. Is it one? Yes, of sir. Yes, sir. That's right. That's one of them at least. Yes. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, no, Shippy, Tom Shippy, Tom Shippy. You've mentioned Tom him a Shippy. Lot yeah, I just sorry, blanked on his name. Yeah. Sorry, Tom, if you're listening out there. Um, sorry, Tom. But anyway, so a lot of stuff to unpack there, Jim. I know you want to talk about it because uh, it, it, it's all stuff that um, influenced him in ways he was unique. You know, he's a philologist. The name drives the character. Uh, he created or kind of uncovered languages. And he had all these influences: the Kalevala, which is in Finnish, Beowulf, which is in Old English. Um, so not only like, st- and they're both; those are both epic ballads, poems. Um, so not only like did the story influence his story, you know, epic, heroic, uh, good versus evil, but the language itself influenced. So go wherever. I know you have tons of notes. Let's just get into them and go wherever you want with it. Yeah, there was a lot there. And you, <clears throat> I love hearing him talk too. Do you, do you too. taste languages? Do you taste languages? Like when you speak, because you're addicted, not just Spanish, you're addicted to all kinds. And then not even, not only just Spanish, but like different dialects within Spanish, Correct. different regional yes, yes. Um, flavors, I guess you say. Like, yeah. So when you, is that how you view it too? Like you're tasting, there's there's flavors. Totally. Yeah. So the irony with so that I think it's an interesting way to think about well, it. it I, you don't ever, like, it's not people just like don't, styles. Yeah, people are like, oh, language, boring. But it's like, no. No, it's this rich buffet that we can like eat from. Like we should all speak more than one language and we don't because it's hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. There's almost like so, you guys run into this a lot because I, I listen to you and I know that there are so many, there are so many times when you, you sort of have you want to say all, it's like, I want to Everything open my, I want to open my mouth and right. go, so I've got some ideas here. Ah, oh, and like, that is, that <laughs> is my it. ideas. Yeah, like I sort yeah. of want to just put them all in one. Speaking <laughs> a word of command is what we call that, right? That's that's it's right, like old Gandalf. Right. I yeah. want to package them. Yeah. And yeah. put them out there. The first thing I want to jump into is I was so utterly blown away. It was chills worthy to, to quote Ezra here. That is mm-hmm. really to give me chills. If you hear how he says it too, he says, well, I, it, he's sort of fumbling over himself in, in this professorial way. Like, I'm picturing this sort of scatterbrain genius. Like, <laughs> well, I don't really. And then, yes, that jumped out to me, too. I wrote, I immediately jotted that down. The fact that he just goes, well, I don't, I don't write it like the elves. You know, he's, yeah, he's criticizing his yeah. orthography as if he wasn't <laughs> he the one made, who made it. This right. is what, it's really <laughs> right. unbelievable. Yeah. Which makes it so cool, right? Anyone else who would do that? That's is like, not a thing. I've never heard someone no. do that. I've never heard someone. You know, so, so every morning, you know, people like to, I shouldn't say, every morning or people, but the idea of breakfast, you wake up, you're going to have the first food in the morning. Imagine sort of creating that food. You get out your omelet, you start making all the things and the, the omelet hits the plate 
and you're like, Who someone's like, this? Hey, awesome. And then you're like, Oh, I, I'm, well, it's there. I'm not, I don't really understand what that omelet has in it, but sort of let's, I, I have a basic idea. And then someone's looking at you going, <laughs> your hands have egg yolk on them. <laughs> you made it really powerful. So I wanted to reiterate that. So that it was amazing. The other idea of language existing out there in the space and floats that language is out there. Something I learned that I, it never occurred to me. This is a little bit of a, this blew my mind back in the fall. We don't think in words. You don't sit there and your thoughts are not words. And they sound like sounds. They're nothing. No. They're until nothing. they are there. Until they come out. They are, there's a lot of theories on that, but you don't sit there and ruminate thinking of sort of the string of sentence that has all of those going back to morphemes, all those different morphemes constructed in the wow. proper syntactical way. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, you're mad at someone, you're mad at a sibling or friend. You don't sit there and go, I just want to let you know that I I am really mad about the fact that you, you have a general concept of how it is. And that's how I think these languages worked for him. It was this sort of like, it it existed out there that he was just sort of, it was so nebulousy, which is my new adjective. It kind of went beyond linguistics. It was beyond going back to the Esperanto from a half hour ago. Like it's, that's so opposite of what it was like. Okay, because I've thought about this actually, uppers. I've thought about creating my own language, and then I just get busy with like making an omelet. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't do it. But it's nice tie back. That's yeah, good. but I think. Or be... did you make the omelet? <laughs> Who made this omelet? It's real good. Egg yolk running down my hands. <laughs> um, but it, the idea that um, that I would just say, okay, this is easy. I teach Spanish. I know English, and now I know English on an intimate level because I have mm-hmm. to explain it all and explain it to both predominantly English speakers. Right. So here's what I'll do. I'll just start with the subject pronouns. So I, you, he, we, I, you, he, she, we, y'all, they, you guys, or them. So it's like, okay, I'll take those. And now I'll just plug them in. So I is lo, you is and you just start to go, you go from there that that is so fabricated and great, but it's not, it's not the sort of whole foods organic way that he went about it. Amazing. So yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so what you're saying is, is it's almost like this spot in, in the mind, as you say, it's sort of uh, disconnected where he's going up in there and he's, he has the feeling, he has the thought, which is not in words, and he's pulling it out and saying, let me see what I can do here to put that in. Yeah. So I want to jump on what yeah. you just said right there. Yeah. Okay? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Just attack you. Come on. You just said all Get that, that stuff. Explicit did, out. You Get said, you said all that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Did you think about any of it prior? No. In words? It, when you, when I you never st- think about what I'm going to say. When you, st- <laughs> when you, we know. <laughs> We have plenty of, of, of yeah, yeah. Footage. Yeah, evidence. <laughs> that happens. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, right. So even as I speak these words right now, you know, and it's, it's bizarre to think about. It. It's really kind of bizarre to. Yeah. It's like feelings that were, you know, yeah. feelings, thoughts, all kind of, you know. Yeah. And uh-huh. yeah. no, how it all is connected. And I didn't want to forget to give credit um, to an amazing author that I, that I'm reading now. I actually, I just finished his book. Um, when cultures, when cultures connect, but it's Michael Agar in 1994 talking about lingua culture. This is a really sort of awkward word for people, not lingua, but lingua culture. It's not hyphenated. It's all this one sort of awkward long word, but this lingua culture is the idea that language and culture are inextricably connected. Every single word you utter is culture. And I will prove this to you by saying, if you come to the United States 
And it's definitely different where we live. If it's, you know, in Amanda and yeah. Boston, we can unpack those. Yeah. But when you walk by someone and you say, how's it going? Especially that pursed lip thing. Yeah. How's it going? That is not a conversation starter. No, it's not a question. It's not a question. Yeah. So I would argue that that is culture because if I am from Hong yeah. Kong I will, yep. and I've learned that that is a, that is a sort of a, oh, how are you? I'm going to respond and I'm going to sort of stand there awkwardly as the person passes me. I'm well, how are, and they're already gone. I'm, I'm going to give you an example of that because uh, the sellers who, who you have heard before, mm-hmm. Brett and Jono yeah. from New Zealand, when we were down there, uh, when Sarah and I went on our like honeymoon journey down there, um, perfect example of this. We, we were talking and they would offer us something and I would say, we would both say, no, nah, we're good. I'm good. And they, Brett had no idea what it meant. Yeah. We- he was like, I'm sorry, you're good. I wasn't asking, you know, you're. Uh, your moral state. I right. want to know if you right. would like more of this. And I said, oh, no, no. That just that means like I'm fine. No, thank you. And even I'm fine throws people off from I've heard people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because no thing about thing, like, saying I'm good. Yeah. Versus, I know you're a nice no, person. No, thank you. Is yeah. They're almost opposites. Yeah. So that's just that's amazing to think about. And then you're talking even like uh, between the difference between Amanda and the Shire and, and Boston, you know, a little village of Brie that uh, I don't know if that would be Brie. It's out east by the water. Sure. It's, you know, it's a, yeah, queer, queer folk over there. Yeah. Um, uh, and so the regional like areas, even within Ohio, you've got regions. You've Definitely. got down by the river, closer to Kentucky, closer to West Virginia, up on the lake effect accent where you're seeing stuff like that, you know. And the cities. The cities mm-hmm. all, all versus the, cities. the rural. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just real quickly. Uh, uh, okay. I how he raises his hand. I, well, I feel like I'm in class. I'm sitting with the, you I know, also couple, like looked at him. I gave like a very... Um, gee, I actually feel like I shouldn't have raised my hand. I feel like, you know, uh, yeah. you know, Mr. Nichols over there. Like, excuse me, sir. Uh, <laughs> they interject. Don't do that. It makes me uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> I'm on, good, as it should. I'm on break. Um, I'm on. <laughs> no, I, I, I was thinking in The Hobbit, you know, uh, Bilbo says, good morning. You what know? do you mean? Good morning. You're right, exactly. Yeah, so, dude. Just like yes. Saying, yeah. You know, uh, yes, yes, yes. Good morning. You know, um, he, oh my gosh! Thank yeah. you very much. Good morning. Perfect example. You know, almost like he, he starts a conversation with it, and he's like, and he ends it. Yep. He starts and ends with the same phrase. He doesn't mean good morning at all. He means goodbye. Goodbye. Is right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's. <laughs> so you can yeah. Say, oh yeah, wow! I was, I was like, that's wow. actually you know that's as a little. I, I shouldn't even preface anymore by saying as an aside. This whole thing is a language aside. Yeah. So I'm done. This that is my, this is your done. soapbox, that bro. Was I mean, last, this is yeah. yeah. That was my last one. Yeah. Please. So English is so fascinating in the fact that um, I was trying to explain this to a Puerto Rican. And we, we speak American, right? We speak American English. Yeah. American English is a, is a variety. Sure. We, we try to, linguists are moving away from the term dialect because it has negative connotation. It has the connotation that it is not the language of power or the lingua franca. More on that if I remember. Um, it's not the most powerful language of sure. the land or it's something. A subset it's, it's, or something yeah, like we're gonna that. We're going to demonize it by saying that. Jeez. Put it in a box or put it in a lower status. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought when I said that. You were talking about. Got it. That's all I needed. So the idea you were talking about, got it. I, I, I had nothing after that, <laughs> so I'm glad you did what, you want, what I was going to say because I didn't. So good if morning. I, if I say so, good morning, and I walk away. If I say to Ezra, um, and I will, can you open the window? So at that point, I have asked him a question. I've asked him an ability question. Can you open the window? Sure pragmatic English would tell us that I have given him an imperative. I have actually uh-huh. said, open the window. Open the window. Yeah. Now this is really amazing because then you start to think you go back to what I said at my, at the beginning of my 
sort of intro at my talk and I said, this is so true that it wasn't sort of created this way. It wasn't created. It was created for we're going to build the culture around the sound of, of these words and what they mean all the way back tied to the roots of the, and this making me think of the clip now where it's not stolen, but sort mm -hmm. of, uh, what's the verb he uses? Influenced. Like influence. Yeah. Never so, stolen. Yeah. No, yeah. that the languages are, that is influenced. And so that is sort of an example of, okay, maybe from his background of English or in this case, Finnish, what sorts of influences um, we're coming into the way that uh, Elvish and Old Entish and Dwarfish were created. But that piece was was so incredible. You don't see this. You don't see language being created in that way that then has semantic meaning. So this has me thinking of this guy. This How guy, to term that for me. So this has me thinking of, it's launching me to this guy, um, and I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Ferdinand uh, Saussure. Ferdinand Saussure was a French philosopher. And he was in the... Oui, uh, oui. I might butcher this too. So I'm just going on a limb here. Fernand Sassus. Anyways, I said the first time. That was my best French. I, I'm a Spanish teacher. Let's, <laughs> this, was in the late, this was in the late 1800s. And he talks about two words that are very important for language. And that relate back to this. Lang, oh, L-A-N-G-U-E, okay. and parole. That was actually pretty good. That was P-A-R-O-L-E. These are very important because this is how we form our entire world. And you guys are going to help me with more of the fantastical realities of the second piece. So here we go. Ez has been on parole before. He, he knows all about it. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening right now. This is fantastic. How, I, I how, feel like I'm in a, I, I don't know. Are you a fantastic beast right now? I, I might as well hey, be. Jim, okay. because how long was your parole? <laughs> it was very long. I'm still not out of I'm, my parole. I'm not secure. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 guys, how long was your parole? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Oh my goodness. Jeez. No, you're welcome. Nico is French. I think he's gonna really enjoy that. So, anyway, Sassio, before I go yeah. to something else, that he talked about long and parole, and really what this means is how we name the world. So you, you have the two terms hmm. that how you say, okay, if you reach out and you point to a bottle of water, you say water. Now, those sounds, going back to sonorants and vowels and consonants, mm -hmm. the water, the actual word in and of itself, does not mean anything. It is meaningless like Edith without was the sign. About. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Hand, exactly. touch. Mm -hmm. I was like, this They're is not beautiful because of how they sound, but because of what they imply. Now, and this is something we had talked about prior that I wanted to bring up sort of the irony of this so does, moment. So does the implication then make those sounds more appealing to our ear? Is the sound, do sounds, do they intrinsically have emotion, like feeling emotion, or is it because touch, like, like she, oh, I mean, I could, go watch the video. It's, I mean, it's incredibly right, it powerful. beautiful. Yeah, and like is. the way she touches his hand, you can feel through watching it, like that that is a touch of love. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know what I'm saying? So like, so she says, you know, Without the meaning, that word isn't beautiful. So the, the beauty comes from the action the word represents. Correct. So it's not even necessarily about the sound. It's only because we associate those sounds with good things. Is that true? It's true. And it's how it plays out in, from what I know of the books, and this, which is not much, but it's how it plays out in the story. Really what...
This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. A lot of orcs. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Yeah, we'll get there. I hope. Um, <laughs> what it really gets down to is that was an incredibly ironic moment in this video. Dramatic pausing on purpose by me because I need you to understand that I think that the trailer focused on that and the movie is focusing on that because it runs completely contrarian to how he did develop languages. She said, it is not the sound, it is sort of the meaning. She's referring back to that Sassurian long and parole of we have to name the world. He didn't care about naming the world. He wanted to name the things first. Yeah. He wanted to. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I think that that was sort of ironic. Okay. And okay. that she was like, it is not about, and which is Maybe they're having contrary. a back and forth conversation about it I think it maybe too. so. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to see that and see yeah. Because I could see him saying, oh, someone without a Spanish background that doesn't know any basic body part words or whatever, if I say like, la mano, I just say la mano. To someone who doesn't know la mano, it is meaningless to you. It's as if I'm saying like, it's meaningless. It doesn't, yeah. It's just a word, yeah. la mano. Yeah. But when you say hand, it has tons of connotations. Is it going to be used to hit you, to caress you, to love you? What is that hand going to do? Halls of mandos. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Really amazing stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's just is. like, so his 
his ability to create these languages from the way that he did and to the extent that he did. Remember at the very end of that last clip, he goes, well, it's sort of, you know, far too difficult. He didn't want people to be like at a Starbucks. Howard, Talking, you know, yeah. he and Howard, those people and Howard Schultz uh-huh. having a cafe macchiato being like, oh, let's, uh, let's chat in Elvish for a half hour. Right. That was not really what it was intended for. No. Going back to our original thing of how it's existing sort of in that, in, in space, it's in the clouds. And then he was yep. reaching up and, he, he, it's almost like he felt privileged to be a part of that. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't even really know what the elves... I'm not, I'm not qualified for the elves. You made the elves. You made the language. And I the, don't think we can understand this. So it's kind of interesting. In that same, in that same yeah. uh, documentary show, he talks about how his story is a, uh, like an epic, heroic uh, ballad. And he says, you know, I've never been... I'm, I'm not a hero. I enjoy a good hero story, but I'm just a normal, normal guy. So that kind of goes into the whole, also, like, he, he didn't see himself as an Aragorn. He didn't see himself as a Gandalf. He was a hobbit. Right. He saw himself, if I'm like anything, mm-hmm. which I'm not really, because this isn't real. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's made up, but it's beautiful. I'm probably closest to a hobbit. Yeah, and, and, and so if, if that's what he believes about what he created, then a part of his creation has that, like essence or that feeling that humility you know right yeah yes. that, that, like, yes. that's that's the crazy part is right. that like yeah he the creator yes you know and also I, feels that way about his creation and, and don't you also it's think, all cyclical you and know don't you think crazy. that's also why he's so inspiring to people because he makes people believe and not all you know makes people believe that they can create in the same way because it's like right, yeah. you know i mean i i'm just a, this i'm just this normal guy mm-hmm. i'm a genius but i'm normal and you know i don't know everything about my creation you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you can, and, and when I hear him say that, I go, well, then anyone can do that. Anyone can create, not mm-hmm. not the same thing, but your own version of it. Yes. I think in that mm-hmm. way, he's, I mean, look at all the authors he's inspired. Look at all the artists he's inspired, musicians, li- linguistic people, language-driven mm-hmm. people, yeah. uh, scholars, uh, even in the way they, I would even think the way people uh, um, analyze literature. Uh, he's probably inspired people that way. Um, so sure. it's just like, yeah. it's amazing to think, because I, I, and it's amazing until I had heard that and hearing you talk about it, I'd forgotten about how inspiring he is, how he does make you feel. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not like, oh gosh, it's a high elf. You're like, ah, it's, it's a hobbit. It's, it's Samwise telling me I, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's not, it's not high. It has all the credentials to be highbrow, but it's not. Well, you know I, what I'm saying? Like his, 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 uh, I guess attitude. Or, well, yeah, and, and it's, it's it's also really interesting too that like when he created like the Hobbit and and the Lord of the Rings, that we do follow a couple Hobbits, and it's all it's not quite you know as that documentary was was kind of like alluding to is that he gives you bits and pieces, yeah. And that's it. Yeah, like I mean, there is more. There's the Silmarillion. All those things are kind of unfinished, and they're, they're like the it was always evolving in the thought process, and the stories were changing, and the names were changing, you know, and then yeah. it's like. I don't know. Like you can see that in the actual story that we're reading is that the hobbits are kind of telling only partial little tidbits of the story. We're sort of like, what's the rest? Yeah. And it's sort of like, it's okay not to, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. And even how they imagined how their tales would be told back home. Yeah. Right. Right. And yeah, we just got to that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's really, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, dude. No, you're adding to this because for me, I'm just going, wow, this language is so great. I'm so amazed. But now it's sort of occurring to me that, the way, it's like he had to create the language the way that he did for this to work for the stories to, that it yeah. didn't come out in this way that it's like by the way I'm incredible I made all these 
I mean, all these uh, linguistic trees and families, and they're so complex, no one could ever even... It never came like that. It was sort of like, well, I'm existing at the right place and time. I'm, I'm, using, um, I'm using what I have and sort of what is available. And then it, cre- it creates you, the word that you said that was very powerful and new to me, thinking of it this way, is humility. It brings in this humility, and that's what you feel at the Shire. Right? You With feel the these things. Hobbits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Very sonorant. Well, going back to what you said at the beginning, which is the idea that the sounds or that, that meter that he was kind of, you know, creating and stuff like, and when I, it struck me that like, when you think of the world that he's, that he created and how, you know, um, Iluvatar, like kind of sung it into being and it was all, I guess just bizarre that, that all had to come first. That's why I've heard a lot of authors when they talk about him or just even scholars, they say that like the reason it's as good as it is is because the backstory wasn't created after he wrote this epic you know tale and said okay I need I need all this background no it was like literally there first that was yeah. that's what he was playing around with when he was thirteen always years old there. you know yeah. what I mean like right. like from the clip so yeah that's always been there it wasn't and driven to fill a gap exactly it was it the was, true inspiration it really was how it started was, yeah. and so that's why people I understand the obsession with the Silmarillion and, and and some of his early you know writings and works and things because that's where it began. You know? and, and even he himself is kind of like, and he would probably never see himself this way, but he is very similar to Iluvatar, right? Yeah. And how he yeah. created the, um, oh, is it Valar? Valar, yeah. He yeah. created the Valar who, who sang, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was him That was him playing with language. Yeah. Yes, it was. Like, like, and yeah. then because of that, all of this Middle Earth happened. The elves came, and yeah. then the men came, and then the dwarves. Like, yeah. That's crazy, it, it's, it's isn't it? It's funny, too, because he even talks about them in, in, in that, like, what the world that they had created, they thought it in their mind. Like it was, it was, it was, they had never even really seen it. It all started. Yeah. Here. Right. Oh, it yeah, was yeah. a song, but then it was also just this, this thought. And then once, it, then once they saw the effects of what had come from the singing and we don't even really know whether the singing, it's not even necessarily like, 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 like this, um, it's different. You know, it's not like they had mouths and they were singing and they were using vocal cords and stuff. We don't really even know exactly yeah. what, what that what was. The, so he was. takes it sure. that far. Yeah. He goes way back in as, as Jim was saying, like, up into that that place where he's he's, he's pulling these the, the the thought is there. I don't even know what to call it. I mean, Abstract it's like, language. Yeah it's, yeah, it's way up. So the inception and, of language kind of deal. Yeah, to go back that far, it it takes it's trippy. You know, it ta- it's it's very trippy to go to, to think about it like that. I don't know. Yeah, and I think just to to keep to true form, all of that is true. And I don't I don't want to sit here now and and discredit anything we've said or go completely contrarian. But I think that there is something important to, to say in the fact that he, it was created in, in that way. Like you were saying, that's right. It was reach up and take it. And I'm just a part of this. And I'm I'm sort of happy to be here. Happy to be here. Yeah. That there, there also was the, the background that he put into it. And there was a lot of work, um, on his part from like, a. I say pragmatic, which is kind of a loaded term in linguistics, but on a structural level of yeah. how the words are going to go in and what they're going to mean. And in some of my research, something that I found that was really incredible, at least from Dwarfish, Dwarfish. Okay. And I don't know if this was for um, Elvish, so I might need to look this up, but yeah. he used, um, I think it was Dwarfish, but he used his knowledge of um, Afro, uh, Afro-Asiatic languages and like the Semitic tongues. So we would look at things like, um, you know, Hebrew, um, oh, okay. And things like that. And when, why was he using that? Because there is a section, there are many sections of the words and language where he's 
using something called a triconsonantal root. And so when I started reading this, I really was blown away because now you don't just have the, I'm going to reach up and take this thing that I'm just happy to be a part of. I'm a mm -hmm. bystander to the Elvish and the Dwarvish. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sorry. I was, I was in the right place at the right time. There is such a scientific and sort of deep dive linguistic transaction that occurred when he created these languages. So let me give you an example in Arabic. Um, in Arabic, you have, uh, you have, for example, the word kataba, and then you have yaktubu. This was something I was learning back uh, last, last spring. Kazadum. Right, okay. So yaktaba, katubu. What is going on with these? Basically, what's going on with these is that you talk about uh, flavors of language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Coming back to that now full yeah. circle. Yeah. This is so incredible. So English, if, you're, if we're talking about tenses, and we'll just go present tense, you say, I walk, you walk, he or she walks. Mm -hmm. For another segment, I'll tell you where that S came from. But I walk, you walk, he or she walks. This is so different from this triconsonantal root. And you, when you start saying like, she walks and he or she walked, and you make it past tense, how it works in these languages that he was using is, is that these three consonants are in the same word floating around and moving and shifting to change the tense. So the one, the example I gave was kataba and yaktubu. So there are the K and the T. Oh, just in of, a different order. And they're in a different, they're arranged. So the oh one word gosh, in and of itself dude. makes for different tenses. And that is something that you find in at least Dwarvish. I know that for sure. Wow. Wow. So I you guess, mentioned, uh, you mentioned Hebrew a little bit too. Yes. Uh, so it's interesting. Yeah. Just Hobbit knowledge here. So, uh, disclaimer, but um, there's a uh, gosh, dude, and and I again, Hobbit knowledge. I don't know I, I, which form of Elvish Galadriel spoke. It would have been the High Elvish, right? And I I don't know if that's Sindarin or Quenya. Quenya is Quenya the High Elvish tongue. I think so. Okay, um, but she. There you go, my man. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So um, I believe it's it's uh, middle of two towers. She's kind of doing the intro in the middle where she's explaining kind of everything that's going on and there's a lot of and my mom was the one who pointed out she's you know we used to watch it all the time that you when she was on you heard it was uh you know every sunday we'd watch it and it mm -hmm. usually be me and her were the last two standing dad was asleep <laughs> hillary was gone yeah. you know and i remember one one sunday she was like that sounds so hebrew that sounds like um you know like uh, uh something you'd hear in a synagogue Right, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah." So, so that's interesting that you talk about that influence as well. That 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 was a language. I mean, he just he. I don't know. It, it is like you're right. Like so, going back to the flavors, he he. I'm thinking like of an ice ice cream cone Neapolitan. You got the you got the almond. You got the the cherry and the chocolate. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's like these different flavors that are similar yet they're both they're all delicious, but they just taste different. They sound different. They imply different things. They communicate different things in different ways. Yes, they do. Awesome. And I learned a new term, which just sounds awesome for the podcast. So this creation of the Middle Earth language um, through the use of real languages and cultures is actually linguomythic synthesis. I try to say that multiple Holy times. Holy crap. Linguomythic. Ling linguomythic. Linguomythic synthesis. synthesis. And so, you, so creating language myth. Synthesis. Yeah. And, and the mythical... Yeah, the surroundings and, and murmurings 
in there too. I love those words that are all smashed together like that. <laughs> Hither there too. You know, let's take all of them and put them together. So I think that uh, that is just incredible. And one of the other things that goes with it is that he um, he also was enveloped in what you would consider uh, glossopia or gl- glossopia. I don't know where to put that intonation. But this is just the the passion to create language for the sheer for the sheer enjoyment of creating a mythical yeah, language. Yeah. And that's really That's what drove him. Right. Right? Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Whew. Amazing. Um I mean, we can keep talking, we can take it any direction you want. Well, I we wanted can to wrap it up. What, yeah, I did want to I did like want to bring up um a couple more things that yeah. uh this is, this is a, a quote from him. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is um, cool. important to bring up. So he said, what I think is a primary fact about my work is that it is all, it is all of a piece and fundamentally linguistic and in inspiration. It is not a hobby in the sense of something quite different from one's quote. work yep. taken up as a relief outlet. The invention of languages is the foundation. <sighs> Holy smokes. It like actually, it was, it was very uh, sort of oddly emotional. I don't know. It was so it's not a hobby. I like how he just says, yeah, I've created these linguistic families that actually have actual trees and there's like proto elvish that then creates the Quenya and the Sindarin, mm-hmm. which yeah. actually does. I believe if anyone cares that has a lot of sort of sociolinguistic meaning of what you have to understand at the time of when he was writing this very controversial was in fact, was he writing about uh, Nazi Germany? Was he writing about what was happening in the world? Yeah. Eh, probably not, but at the same time, probably so. I mean, it's, well, it's he occurring talks all about, around him. Yeah, he talks about um, uh, applicability over allegory. Okay. And so yeah. actually in this same documentary, he talks about you know people who um, wanted to make the association that the ring was in fact a nuclear bomb. And that's what he was meaning to, you know, he said... No, he said, you can apply my work to whatever you want, but what uh, what I created is not allegorical. It doesn't, there was, there is no hidden, so so you could apply it to that. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people did. They applied it to World War II. They said, okay, well, this is his World War I experience. This is, you know, about um, the kind of like uh, the destruction of machinery that machinery causes in uh you know, you look at and while there while there was aspects of that there, it's that's up to you to apply it however you want. And that's that's why people talk about his work being so uh timeless and different. Mm-hmm. Is because there wasn't an agenda. It, you're right. If you go back to it, it's because he loved language. And because of he because of his love for language, the story came about and there was no I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about environmental issues I'm going to dress it up as a, as a fantasy story. Yeah, there was none of that. Right. And I don't know if, you know, we may never know this or someone somewhere does know this. So please write into these guys because it's important that we do know it. Was that is the marriage of, we've said it now for the 20th time, I'm going up, I'm reaching, I'm taking this language that sort of exists and I'm happy to be here combined with the very scientific methodical way of saying this connects to this and there's the finish that I think is very interesting and the, sort of going all these things. But then what is fascinating too is the fact that it didn't, it didn't need to, this is very important to me at least, it didn't need to impress anyone 
Yeah. I think that is so if that no is so one anti ever would have known about right. it. Yes, it is. If no one ever would have known about his language, his stories, it would have meant just as much. And I think, honestly, man, I think that is the purest form of creation. Yes. Bob Ross talks yeah. about it all the time. Mm. Although I love Bob Ross. Yeah. You paint to make yourself happy. If you're not happy with what you've painted, you shouldn't be, you should, you should, you should be painting a different way or something else, or you shouldn't be painting. Like that, that you're right. That is very contrary because now it's all about, look what I did. Give me awards, pay attention to me. And that's not what motivated him. That's not what drove him at all. So I'm going to ask really just, if it's going to seem, I know there's not. Yeah. Go ahead. Lance, are you laughing? Because this is going to be a ridiculous question. I but love like, how you prefaced your deepest stuff with, I mean, I, it's just not even, and then he's going to, he's going to drop bombs. No, no, like, no, no, no. Okay. From because one preface or to think, another. I think, over. yeah. To, 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 but by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to pull, pull a gem here now real quick. I'm going to, I'm going to pull on the side. Uh, I'm going to, you know, and just pull us aside where I'm going to pull us aside for a second. And uh, I would like, I would like everyone, all of our listeners to remember this, uh, you know, Jim earlier, he, you, you, you follow through on this. You have not made any more asides. You said that would be your, your last aside. <laughs> and I just wanted to point out that's a great name for a band. Uh, my last aside. I think that's a great, great name for a band. Before I forget it, I wanted to mention it in the podcast. I wrote so it down. I'm like just, I'm brooding. At that you, was I the feel. ultimate aside. I feel like I made the ultimate aside to bring up the fact that, dude, that's the album. My made. last aside. The ultimate aside. The ultimate aside. That's uh, like a hard rock band. That's what I thought too. I immediately pictured about <laughs> 27 <Metal>. bass drums. <laughs> this is like not yeah. even acceptable for the human ear. Oh gosh! But the problem with making the side is you almost forget what you were going to ask. Uh, bring up. Sure. So let me cut right back that's to the it. And, and to kind of cut through everything that that's been said, my question is is simply like, why did he do it? Is is mm. is it because he just he he is a linguist and he like to, when you're when you're studying that, and if you dabble a little bit in your own creation and you start to think about how we have created language and where all that kind of derive is that what he was doing was he as, as he's learning and growing and studying at oxford and different places that he's you know what i'm saying like why I, do it and i want to ask another question that pairs with that in your in your opinion we want to know what you think could he almost not even help it was it so much of who he was mm -hmm. that he couldn't even help it so i would he was going to do it no matter what yeah yeah destiny versus decision here we go and both and, yep. and for what it for what it's worth it's a huge preface that i'm giving mm -hmm. for what it's worth tonight guys yeah i i don't think that it's um I think if you guys have never read the books and they were never movies, you know, it, none of it ever existed. He was creating it. It had, it's like it had to have been created. I, for example, for example, I have made up a language. Yeah. Yes, I have. It's not written down. Right. But I am able to talk uh, sort of nonstop always. Yeah. Mom, if you're listening. Right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm able to always talk. Um, and then sort of create these things from other languages that I, these synthesis things. So just sort of going off and off higher sort of hydrogen. And this doesn't mean anything. I'm very fascinated in this. I've done this since I was a child. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I do impersonations. I love accents. I listen to how people talk, what they intonate. I was just telling your mom that you've now picked up a different way of question asking now that you've moved to a different part of Ohio. You ask questions like my friend from um, like uh, from Hershey, Pennsylvania. And he asked the question, when, when you get to the end of it, it's a certain intonation. So when you lived in Mount Vernon and when I first met you, you would have said, are you going to get, I keep using this because it's in front of me, are you going to get more water, more water, do, do, 
do, do the cadence of this. Now it has become, are you going to get more water? You actually have started huh. to ask Good. your questions differently. And that little, are you going to get more, your more water? People don't know what that is. A lot of people don't know what that That's is. That's Irish. It's, it's actually Pennsylvania Dutch. Okay. In this part of it, it's it is a similar it's the hill people, right? It, well, it's yeah, it's, it's Appalachian <laughs> there you in go. nature. Yes, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah, so, like, it's very interesting that your language yeah. has taken on. There's been geographic shift in your idiolect. For anyone who's what you call that him, makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, as a, as Sir, a, your geographic <laughs> shift from your a, idiolect. Yeah, you could do the same thing with, um, you know, your, um, what's it called? Accents, I guess. Uh, intonation being in Boston, and it well, as a kid, as a kid, I grew up in Chicago. I said, ma'am, 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 I want to go outside and play. You know, that lake effect accent, right. which is Scandinavian, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, wow. it's, it's amazing. It is amazing how that can shift from nothing changes except for where you are. Like, And then Ezra goes down to Kentucky, and I guarantee the Scottish yeah. trill comes out. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on And it's there. like, yeah. it's, I guarantee. Linguists sounds, don't know. What they, they've they've no one knows that. what's going on. He's given up on that state. He sounds differently <laughs> down there than he does here. You know what I mean? Like that. And when you go back to Boston. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That is amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's true. Mind I, blowing. I, I used to come back from, from Kentucky and like in the, I'd spend almost the whole summer there, come back and start like grade school, fourth grade, let's say. And I had a, I had a little bit of a twang, twang you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. So it sounds like you, you pretty much said like in the same way that that's always been who you are yes. and you can't really help it. No. That's kind of who he was. And he couldn't have helped it. No, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In, in, in a beautiful way. Like, as long as he was true to himself, he was always going to, that's always what Tolkien was destined to decide to do. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's such an interesting way that like, you know, we think of him as, as, as an author and this writer and what have you, but like he, at, like really at the core of it, I mean, he's, he was making these languages. I mean, yeah. like, I don't know what the right word is, but I mean, it didn't start with him. Right. I mean, like, like writing stuff down. I don't know. Yeah. It, it yeah. came from a different type of creation and yeah. then that drifted into yeah. written language, you know, and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Like um, what a, what a side effect. Uh, I, I'm going to play with language and I'm going to, as a side effect, I'm going to create the most popular book next to the Bible of the 20th century. Yeah. And I'm just playing around by the way. I'm just, yeah, messing around. I'm just messing around. I, I'm not like, even really an author. Yeah. So I, yeah. Like I what? I what? That's the whole language Hobbit side coming out again. Power. Yeah. Oh, he's just so endearing and beautiful. Um, yeah, well, uh, you closed your phone, so your notes are away. So is that you're gonna? We could always do another part two as you learn more and yeah, you absolutely, know, yeah. You want to get your PhD eventually, right? In this, in this stuff, isn't that part of your? I need long-term time. Goal? And I definitely need time to breathe after this master's, but once I reevaluate and it's something that interests me. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. And my I mean, passion lies in, in in word choice. Why we? Um, I'm really fascinated by why we choose the words we use and around what company I'm good. we do so. So. I'll, yeah. I'll send you that 300-page paper when uh, it's... Are, are, are you talking about like, my, like me trying to censor myself around Lance Baum? Is that what this is all about? You did a terrible job. It's going in my... I was bad. It's bad. I, did, Mom, I myself do not twice. listen to the appendices, yeah, please. I, no, I, I caught myself twice. So, you know, so... Like, it's interesting because it's, it's, she reminds me of like, you know, like my own mother. And I'm just sort of like, oh... Well, it's funny. My mom's... Lord, have mercy. If my mom's listening, she's going to hate me. But she started to swear in her old age. God bless her. I won't, I won't out her. But there's been a couple times I said, Mom, uh, you know, don't get on me now. I mean, you did just uh, add her. And so the did. Right. You totally just, you Twitter cool. added her. Your yeah, mom just literally is, is super cool. I'll first go give my mom some, some, some crap for that. Uh, so, Jim, thank you for uh, sharing a lot. I mean, your knowledge obviously is 
this is what you love to do is what you've decided to dedicate much of your life, to, all of your life to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's your profession, but it's also, you know, something that you, a way that you want to continue to be educated and specialize in really, really cool. I mean, I yeah. feel, I feel rejuvenated a different way. I feel like, you know, I think we, we, we were just talked well, to an expert, bro. Here's the thing. I think we were supposed to feel smarter, but I feel way, uh, you know, um, less smart. I don't, what's yeah. that, 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 that actually was fitting that I said it that way because that wasn't, you know, the right way to say it. Question though, for I, you. This is my last aside. This is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, let's see. He walks. Yeah, where does the S come from? The S. You said. The present. You said there was a little something there. Dude, guys. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like The like, last aside. Like the, the last aside. What was that? I mean, was there more to that? Like the, you were talking about tents and, and, and stuff like that. Is there more to that? What, like around a campfire or... No, I'm just saying we can come. That's the kind of stuff I no, want to come back exactly. to him later Tense. on, and and like, Tense. yeah, huh? we, we need to yeah. revisit that kind of stuff Tense. later. Yeah, because like, like one yeah. thing you were saying, like morphemes, you were talking about like taking things down to the smallest part and building from there. Yeah, that but, stuff fascinated me. That that totally ties into me teaching like uh, students with have dis, who have dyslexia. Yeah, and some yeah. of my kids who are much more advanced in in, in dyslexia, you know, like uh, their reading and, and and their writing skills, they start to ask questions that I'm like, well, why does it? You know why yeah. do we do it that way? I was telling you about the the uh, illustration of the committee, clue. right? Yeah. The committee with all the it's a river, and it's all of the different uh, cultures and languages that have dumped into that river to make English. And I have it's so cool. I was telling Jim, I haven't told you this yet, but the kids are starting to go. Oh, gosh, I hate the what is one of my boys called it something different. He didn't call it committee. He's like, I hate the 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 company. I was like the company. He goes the company that. I was like. Oh, the committee, the committee of complexity. I know. I hate them too. Anytime something stumps us in English and I don't have an answer, it's yeah, great. Yeah. I turn, I look at the picture and I go, yeah. I'm like, just give him one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean. There's no finger. It's just my mouth. And, um, <laughs> and they do. They're like, they understand that English is so complex that it's like, you know, whatever. I, I can learn a lot about it, but there's always something else to learn. Totally. And there's always just, it, there are some things that just don't make sense because it's from so many different sources too. It's like, what? Right, it's been, it's been mixed, mixed up and moved around and shaken so many times. But I'm fascinated now too with the, uh, the the change that internet the internet has had on language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oh, unbelievable yeah. what you're seeing and how people are starting to talk. Right. The problem that I have too is when, you know, you definitely see, uh, you see ling- linguism. I guess you'd say linguism or ageism of here's how you talk. Like going back to that word octogenarian. These are the 80 year old people that are going around. Love them. There's many amazing people in their eighties, but they're very, very concerned with wanting language to sound how it did when they were kids. So don't say lay, say lie. And don't say me and Johnny are going to the mall. Say Johnny and I, they need it to sound a certain way. Yeah. That is that community does bug me a lot. I want language to push semantic meaning. I don't care how you do it. So I was smiling at you when you said, oh, look, there I said it. That wasn't even the right yeah. way. My big sort of send off, unless you have another poignant question no. for me, would be, and it is controversial, the idea here is I do not subscribe to a correct way. I think if you push language a meaning. Is, is supposed to change. It's supposed to change. It's, 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 it is always it's living changed. and breathing like. It's, it's like always changed. Yeah. And then it's you cool. have these people. So each generation has done this. Oh, it's changing now. It's changing. You know, from, the, from old English to middle English, it changed and people were upset about this. And so the way that we're speaking now is going to be archaic to your daughters. It's crazy. They're going to say, talks like an old guy. Mm. Dad. Exactly. When they're saying, you know, think of the different adjectives that are used now. And yeah. 
I mean, as a, as a high school teacher, I see like like we yeah, were you just guys talking, are up on it. And for like like oh my the, the 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 slang and the the different things, and I'm just sort of I, I don't know if I should write you a detention for that or or if I should <laughs> laugh. I have no clue, you know. So both, uh, probably both. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so it's it's yeah. You're right. I I, th- I subscribe to that too. I, I love I it. It's, yeah, it's called um in my circles. It's called you are either a prescriptivist or a descriptivist. Prescriptivist means that you. You really want language to exist in that perfect sort of white room, using that analogy again, white room vacuumed area of, oh, this is English, by the way. You have to put its SVO, subject, verb, object, and it mm-hmm. always has to exist this way, which is why Yoda's so funny. Yeah. Because it's all twisted around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And sort of all these different things. So, anyways, yes. I get your saying. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's, it's <laughs> well, going guys, to evolve. And, yeah. All I have to say is I love you guys. You're a couple of savages. <laughs> that's what well the kids done. are saying. That's what the kids are saying. That was actually like you know half a year ago. But yeah, it was wet, dude. Hey, my fifth graders are using it, so that makes sense. It's yeah. trickle down effect. So far, Ooh, so trickle down economics. Um, so uh, well, that was that was enlightening. That was awesome. We hope you guys enjoyed that. If you have any kind of experience with language, uh, if it's something you're interested in, if you enjoyed, uh, which I'm sure you did, uh, our discussion with Jim, um, let us know about it. Uh, comment on the you know the. Facebook uh, page for this yeah. for this episode. Uh, let us know because um, we love obviously reading your guys's input. We'll bring feedback. them up, you know, later. And, and if we have a yeah. you know um, a part two to this, it'd be great. Yeah, it'd be cool to kind of have some questions. We can put them in yeah, a doc and, can, and yeah, bring them up. Because I found myself. I mean, obviously, we asked way more questions than I thought, and I knew we I would. Have, yeah, like I know? actually have more. I mean, yeah. thinking about it, I'm like, still processing what he was telling. Us. Me too. And yeah. I want to go like I'm yeah. on my phone, and I didn't mean to be rude. I was just sort of like looking like stuff up because I'm like, uh, what this is, this is a whole yeah. other side to it that I, I didn't, I don't, I'm not very familiar with, but I'm fascinated it's, it's by. So, you know, the multifaceted aspects of, of middle earth. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to do a little bywater post, um, uh, which we don't usually do on these like standalone episodes, but it's great because we've got, uh, Jimmy Nichols here with us. So we want Jim's, uh, Tolkien tale and I'm going to title this for you. I'm going to title it a lot of works. A lot of works. What does that mean? So tell us about, um, you know, this is your origin story for Middle Earth. Yeah, yeah. All right? So how, how did you come into the world? Why do you love it? Do you love it? And uh, like uh, for you, I would like to hear your future, uh, you know, like where you're going to take this relationship with Tolkien because I think, think you guys are in love. There's some butterflies. Yeah. I think it's I'm, like Edith touching Toller's hand. You, you feel like the professor's touching your hand. I do. Touch, I do. Touch is beautiful because of what it means, my love. <laughs> How many times have you practiced precious. that today? Exactly. Precious. My beautiful precious. No. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, wow. Really, really good in these headphones. Ladies and gentlemen, massive confession for coming from the guy who just delivered all these really intelligent sort of like prototypical synthesis and galactical imaginational transactional properties of morphemic constraint yeah no now i'm the guy that has to tell you i am not a fantasy person i've always enjoyed reading you live in a fantasy world though that's why i don't need to read fantasy because it's occurring around me i am reaching up and just sort of getting to experience the language that's around me and life and people just coins come at you on a daily basis oh my gosh so save that for later so um yeah, I guess we'll start there and then we'll, I'll answer all your other questions because there were, there were a lot. I almost started writing them down. It's like he's asking me so many things. The first thing would be when you once asked me, you've seen the movies, right, dude? And I said, yeah, 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 I've seen them. 
Okay. Okay. And you didn't believe me because you know that I'm not a fantasy lover. I said, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen them. It's very adamant. I have. Oh, okay. So what happens in, uh, what happens in the second movie? What happens in two towers? And I was thinking back to two towers as one does when they're asked what's in a film. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so two towers, there were those, there were those two, um, tall edify. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. All that came out of my mouth was, um, you know, a lot of orcs. <laughs> that was all I was able to produce. Oh. And that, this I almost is, want a Two Towers movie poster with like, some, I bet Phil, someone in the group could yeah, do this yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah. Photoshopped at the bottom instead of like coming soon or the date, just dot, 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 a lot of orcs. And yeah, then put the little yeah. quotes like uh, Jim yeah. Nichols from yeah, the right. Tribune right. Yeah. or whatever. Stupid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one of those special things. Um, so yeah, a lot of orcs. And so, yeah, fantasy has not been my thing because I, I live in a fantasy world. But I would say that um, this this deep dive, this somewhat deep dive, because I want to keep going with it. I'm sort of, I feel like I'm in between. I'm on the slope going from the shallow end to the deep end. And I really want to get down and see if it's either 8, 10, 12, or 16 feet. I know it's surely deeper. I'll probably need a scuba by the time it's over. <laughs> it's very deep. deep but dark. I would, yeah, exactly. But, um, I think that this is going to be something that once I tidy up the master's degree and and uh, get that, and I'm all excited that I'm an applied linguist, I think I will apply it to reading an incredible linguist and start to go through the books. And not just for what's really cool is that I wouldn't be doing it for you anymore. Did that for a long time. Did things for you and for other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm that person anymore. No, I don't think so either. Which is Good really powerful. Yourself. Yeah. It's really an amazing and place. I, There's I, a lot of liberation there. I think those the, the stories will mean even more to you. Right. Because of that. Um, so, so what was like, when was the first time you saw the movies? So I saw them. I did see them essentially when they came out. I mean, like, I don't I wasn't one of the people waiting outside the theater, but I saw them a couple of weeks after the week after they Early came 2000s, out. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I did go to the theater, see it. I, do you, I went to see it. I yeah. can't talk. But, um, do you have a favorite character? Yeah. And ironically with that, with the Elvish and before I knew about the languages, which is very intriguing, always been a legless guy. I was un, I was amazed by his ability to sort of hang off the horse and just mm-hmm. like shoot yeah. the arrows and just from behind. It's un, unbelievable yeah. what he yeah, did. And then spin around. Yeah, that was my favorite part. Yeah, right. And uh, I was amazed by that. But yeah, uh, I thought Gimli was nice comedic relief. You know? Yeah. yeah. This is awful to like you have admit f- this to your people who like know every word. No, every, every morphine. No, it's text. actually this is great. great. This is great. Yeah. yeah. What, well, because uh, you're, it's it's someone who's discovering, and, and, and I thought what you said a moment like moments ago. Lesson here. I mean, I just chills again when you. I don't know that whole, but like you want to explore something because you want to. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. I Ezra, think more you, and more people when I talk to my students, you know, as as we're younger and we get older, and it's sort of it seems like we've we've heard this from you know previous generations, but is it not true though? Like you 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 grow into your own person. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and so I think that was and I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, really yeah. good. I don't. I didn't want to just, you know. And that's why. Then that's why it is exciting because, like, um, I. So I remember the first time they did the extended trilogy uh, marathon. I made you go. I yeah, was yeah. Like, Bro. I, I was like, and it was because you said a lot of orcs. I was like, I'm just gonna make <laughs> him go with me. That's gonna. That's gonna make him fall in love with these stories. And it didn't. You were like, eh, it's it cool, man. It was great. And so I think it's cool that, and, and, and for, which is true for all of us, isn't it, Ezra? Yeah. We find our own way. 
intimate. Oh yeah, absolutely. We're pulled by different things. And I think this, this love of language that before you didn't even know was a thing necessarily that through your, like your passions and your study. Now you're like, Oh, okay. Well, that's what drove this guy. And he wrote this story Mm -hmm. and there's dude, there's can't tell you how many times we've mispronounced stuff. In yeah, this, oh, in reading this book. Me. I mean, especially, yeah, like... Uh, it's just insane. I, like, we'll have to go and be like, all right, there's, a, there's an Elvish word. Let's go check it out. Or there's well, an know, ancient... Yeah, I was reading just the other day, and, and Jim, you, you probably know more about this, but like, when he puts the, what, the two dots above, like, umlaut, yeah, it's like, it's you're, it's meant to help you pronounce that, that those are separate, yeah. you know, sounds. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. I mean, I, that, that actually helped me when I was reading. I was like, cool. uh, that's really cool. That, that orthographic marker. It's, yeah. That's Germanic, obviously. It's supposed yeah. to come from the... It's very rounded... Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Anytime you're seeing that, like you're you've just eaten terrible food. Yeah, I, I but I didn't. So it, it was one of the things that it, it it helped me. But I like what you're saying in, in that, like if you like good stories, you hop into this. If you're if you're in a fantasy, you would come across Lord of the Rings. If you're into studying languages, you come across them, and that's that's it's if amazing. Like, if you like history, it's almost like a you know it's a form yeah. of of a, of a historical account. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that that he put in there that you know could have really happened. Did was were you know things that were based oh, yeah. on histor- actual historical figures? Yeah, uh, yep. Yeah, there are so many. Even if you if you love uh, spectacles, right? If you love sports, mm-hmm. there's a lot of sport in here. I mean, yeah. it talks about the game of golf being invented, right? Yeah, you know, the Hobbit, right? <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. So it's just it's just it is so cool. There are so many. He was um, he made these stories very accessible, right? He made it a way yeah. for anybody to get in, and I just think that's I think that's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh you guys want to do a little strawberries with cream? Yes, sir. Is that cool? Uh, so today I put it to you. If you could create any language, what would you call it? And what other elements or what elements of other languages would it contain? Holy smokes. It's a lot there. Um, so much there. <laughs> oh, my god. Jimmy, gosh. you're the expert. Do you want to go first? I, yeah, Jim, you're also you the guest. You kind of talked about how you... I, we can go first to help you or, or you know, you can... <laughs> you kind of you already talked about how you've been do- you have been doing this. Yeah, you know, I have like, in a way. It's almost like uh, Jimmy gibberish kind of a thing. Is that what you call it? Jimmerish? Yeah, Jimmerish. So. There it is. Jimmerish. And I <laughs> I do this sometimes with, you know. What kind of club? Fantasy. Oh, gosh. Fantasy. Great reference. Goodwill Hunting. Oh, gosh. It's the best movie ever. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, whoops. I shouldn't say this. But in my opinion, <laughs> it's my favorite non-fantastical movie. Um, but it is fantastic. I wish he knew who Tom Bombadil was. Oh, I know. I can't wait for him to, yeah. Because uh, Robin Williams desperately wanted to play him. Yeah. And he was, the character was cut from the movies. Yeah. When you discover him, we're going to have you. Isn't it interesting how, not to, well, mm-hmm. I kind of, we're kind of jumping back at this point because we would have already played this, but yeah. Tom comes up in She Loves a Lair. Holy smokes. So playing into that whole thing that you talked about ancient, you know, forever yes, ago about yes, 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 the, yes, the, yes. all the people who were reading it for the first time thought Tom was going to come back and save the day. Right. That's right. That's so anyway, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good could decide sorry well yeah i am de- move aside the, the, the jimish the created jimish yeah. yeah which i love how close that is to finish for tonight's episode jimish don't steal us i'm just saying like it sounds so close um i throw that in at 7 30 in the morning sometimes with my students like my own jimish in with the spanish to see if they're even paying attention yeah so i'll just start talking in spanish and i'll just throw in the jimish and occasionally kids will be like that doesn't sound right yeah those phonemes don't sound right. Yeah. And then, yeah, they're onto something. I, I'm also fascinated. I recently discovered that on the 
international phonetic alphabet chart where it gives you all the different characters of how to write out every possible word. That way I can read a word in Mandarin. I can read a word in Hebrew. Holy and if you, that's yeah, really Just awesome. Rosetta Stone kind of. So, you know, like for example, if you take a, the capital I, yeah. that's like a, eh, eh, eh. So like the word kit. Yeah. You say, eh, eh. So you'd write the K, the capital I mm-hmm. and the regular, the T. Oh yeah. So, that's okay. kit, eh, eh. so you can give that to someone in, in uh, Bali, in Indonesia, and say, read that. And if they know the IPA, they say, kit, and not even wow. know what it means. So the IPA is very, very important in the linguistic community. Great I'd, beer, too. Right. Yeah. And uh, also individualized personal, individual personalized assessments or something. And it's another teacher yeah, acronym. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so anyways... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a, I'm can, unemployed. I'm not really a teacher. <laughs> not actually educated. We can also keep. We can only keep so many acronyms in our head. I know. How many are we? That's I mean, another one. I, know. I purposely I know. didn't go to the military for only that reason. I was like, yeah. I want to fight for my country, but there's no way if they tell me that things are foobar, I'm going to know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great so, sport too. I love foobar. Yeah, With the ball right <laughs> where you score touchdowns. Oh yeah, foobar. Yeah. Over my head, guys. Yeah, just like the fubar. out of bounds. <laughs> just like just like the foobar would be. Getting back to it, I found out that on the far right, so all the way over, um, on that particular side of the the IPA chart, that there are. It's called the conservative side. <laughs> there you go. So conservatively, there is a sound that will sound awful in the microphone, but it's a sound. This is a uvular sound coming from the uvula. Oh, yeah. And this is in words. So you might have a word like, let's go with the kataba being like a kataba. And it's in the word. So this would actually be a part of my of the Jimish that I would start to. That sounds like the, the alien language from signs. Yes. Shamany. One of the yes. sounds. You guys want to go out in the cornfield? Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. I eat his liver with a fine What Chianti. would you call it? So would you call it Jimmerish? No. I think I would call it. Um, Can I brand that? Can I like. Copyright that? I've actually always had a name for it. I've never said it. That's wow. very, that's very like, you don't say Sauron. No, this is crazy. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, well, don't don't reveal it here. We also have things that we haven't revealed, that we've kept secret and kept safe. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. I, I know that one. I also, I, I want to tell the audience, the uppers deserve it. The uppers deserve to hear it. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, you're going to tell it. You're going to reveal your language name. And it's, I have full body chills. Because I've never said it out loud. Dude, if I've, it's lame, I'm going to be really disappointed. Like I've never, it's like, I'm getting jealous. It's English. Like, I've like, never put it in the context of this night. Okay. And you're going to freak out. This is always the name I've had since I was about 12 or 13 years old. Hobbitish. Okay. No. You ready? Okay. Yeah. I want to pronounce it perfectly in the way that I've always had it in my mind. Because mm-hmm. don't forget, it doesn't exist like that. Yeah. You have to push the... So it's sort of like... Dothel. Dothel. Wow. It sounds like a place in the first age. Dothel. The elves of Dothel. I, I, Dothel. It's That's I love dark it. sounding, bro. I love it. You got some deep dark in there. Dothel. I, I, I love it. Dothel. I want to hear, uh, yeah, I want to hear, I just want to hear a whole, you know. <laughs> a lot of trills, a lot of wow. alveol palatals, all the way on yeah. the top of the mouth, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I got to get the uvular in there. Really? Yeah. Everyone who's listening on headphones Dude, is like, awesome. stop, stop. stop. I, what to say? It's sort of like ASMR. Yeah, right, right. I can't handle this anymore. 
Okay, Dothel. So Jimmy's is Dothel. Yeah. I love the explanation. I love the, the meaning behind it, which leads us to uh, me and Ezra, which have absolutely zero meaning. Uh, yeah, I've got nothing. What's um, yours, bud? So uh, I was actually going to create a language of uh, smell. Hmm. I thought that'd be kind of cool. I call it don't forget the. Don't forget the sniffing. Um, Just don't forget the. Don't forget the. Yeah, the I thought it would be implied. like maybe smell L. Um, smell L. <laughs> Smell Cal L and So you could let's I, let's have a conversation right now with smell. I, <laughs> <laughs> How was that at the same time? How was that synced up? See, uh, we just like reached it. out and we just we pushed it. it. Right, yeah. we gave yeah. birth in a way. Interesting. That's so. not what you have written though. Uh, yeah. So no, it would be um, uh, finish. Finish. Uh, it would literally just be spell it. It would just be F I N I S H. Okay. Okay. So so it would be finish. So it's done already. Yeah. Uh, cool. And it would literally just be punctuation. <laughs> this is the best. Very rarely. Speaking of PhDs, ever spoken. It would, where it do would, I sign up? Where's the it registrar? Would, it would never be spoken. It's just it's just punctuation. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I also call it yeah. uh, golden because it's silence. Uh, I would call my language Danish Lanish. Uh, it's delicious. Sometimes it's cheesy. Sometimes it's fruity. Uh, it's 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 explicitous, um, which means it's explicit and it's also delicious. Like like I said, uh, and it's none of your business ish. <laughs> to be announced, it'll come out soon to a theater near you or an ear in your head. Uh, so that's strawberries with cream, guys. Thanks for um, you know. Yeah. Thanks get, for yeah, I linguistic. mean, thanks for using. Thanks for tasting with those us. those sounds in your ears. I mean, the like flavors, really, three different flavors. We really appreciate that. So, um, if you guys want to follow Jim on social media, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Dothel at Dothel on Instagram. You Can will we start be that? Searching for a long time, <laughs> bro. What if what if an upper goes and they they um, they start like they, they steal the Dothel. Instagram. Ha, uh, handle Dothel. If someone takes Dothel, <laughs> you will find the Rathel of me on the other side. Dude, we're gonna, we're gonna, there's going to be like a MySpace page. There's going to be Dothel like to, language. Like, <laughs> to, take, to take Dothel gonna create would Dothel. be Dothil. Oh, it would be Dothil. Yeah. For wow. them. Too yeah. much. That's, shut up, Blaine. We really went for it. Um, okay. How so, can people share the yeah, load? As? So you guys can share the load. Head over to... Uh, actually, we have a really interesting patreon episode coming up uh, yeah that we're excited to bring you it's um what are we calling you, it you're not going to want to miss this one it's uh what there we, might what be do, some bleeping going on because we, we might mention names and certain situations oh, that are not it's gonna have to be highly web. it's gonna have to be highly edited i'm actually like excited to go back and listen to he's it getting again. chills he's getting uh, chills am, over here am. uh what would what, 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 what we call it one, one upping with you know one upping with as with um, as and jumping with <laughs> jim and else. yeah I think yeah so. i like that you know so and we might have to do a couple of those because I'm not sure we're gonna be able to get to everything. And 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 Lane is gonna be our referee. So it's uh, only eleven o'clock at night right now. Yeah, so no, we're, we're in good. good shape. We're good. So we're in real good what shape. we'll do is we'll have uh, some of our Hobbit. That'll be available Hobbit for, juice. for all Hobbit patrons, yeah. and, you know, uh, and 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 higher. So you guys can listen to that. It should be a lot of fun. So head over to uh, patreon.com forward slash uptalkingtolkien. Uh, again, same handle at uptalkingtolkien on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Check out all that goodness um, there. Help us share the load, you know? So we've got some fun things. We do have some appendices scheduled. Um, we've been, you know, I mean, second, you know, our second child is here. Uh, yep. Lane and I have 
have had a uh, Kathleen's child. But uh, you're claiming Charlotte, which Uncle is Les and Uncle Jim. We've gotten another, you know. Yeah, we've got Charlotte in our lives now. It's fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's, you know, what's up? Today was actually a great success. I was teaching her Dothel. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's perfect. She that's, and then she said in perfect English. I don't comprehend what you're saying. It was, <laughs> this is really an amazing transaction. Then <laughs> she said slanche. <laughs> we said a lot of stuff. Wow. And she I, does say cheers. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. It's fun. Sorry, I had to say that. So anyways, yeah. So um, yeah, get ready for all that goodness. And uh, and yeah, we'll have some of our our, uh, our Valar patrons on uh, very shortly. Yeah, it's we, going to be exciting. We're going to get back into Discord and things. So Gabbing with Goldberry is going to come back to yes. uh, that little That's all coming section. like like Return yeah. of the King. We had to yes. get through two towers. We only have it. You know, actually, we're actually recording this ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, so we're still finishing up weird. Two Towers this right. week, though. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, get on the Facebook page. Uh, check out the newsletter uh, from Jen Shepard featuring a lot of you. Uh, if you want to be uh, featured in, in the newsletter, get a hold of, uh, get a hold of Jen. Uh, you know, if you uh, have an Etsy shop, if you cosplay, if you're a writer, if you're a musician. If you're a linguist. If you're a linguist. Anything uh, it, that is our one of our areas to get to know each other. It's kind of like it's sort of like building the character sheet in a way. Isn't yeah, it? absolutely. Um, so you get to know each other. We get to know you better. It's and it's so well done and uh, super valuable. Um, and we want to thank Jen for doing that. Uh, Erica Barnes is also again working on a website for us. It's uh, nearly ready. I think we just have to kind of yeah, check it, off on a couple on, yeah. things. Yeah, you and I have um, to sit down with her. But we want to thank her for for doing that as well. Um, if you want to send anything our way, uh, it could be a, a letter, it could be a, a token of affection, it could be anything you want. It could be your actual Bywater post if you I mean, want to put it in the yeah, actually, in the mail. We could read it. Uh, Sherston actually did that for further up. Right. Uh, she sent a handwritten um, her her Lewis letter in a handwritten form, which was really really cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, send that to the Shire at PO Box ninety six, Amanda, Ohio four three one zero two. Right. Sure. And don't forget, you know, on the website we'll have the application for um, Mrs. Kirk there coming soon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Probably, I'll cut that out. Don't worry. No, I won't. <laughs> Please send your body of work. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my! Gosh. All right, it is it is well past time for weekly well wishes. Formerly Fortnite farewells. Um, so we want to thank you for tying tongues with us. Speaking of the future, <laughs> Mrs. Kirk, next time we'll be getting right into the action of Return of the King as we climb to the seventh floor of Minas Tirith. Oh my gosh! If you like our podcast, don't forget to fill out that application. Don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. <laughs> You know, something I just realized yeah. is that Cosmo Kramer would have loved me to Levels, Jerry. Uh, Levels. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you in a Hobbit fortnight or a regular fortnight. We haven't really decided yet, but it'll be one of those. And remember, Frodo lives. This episode is brought to you by Artificial Languages, made by really intelligent people for your listening and viewing pleasure. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. 
In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.